On this episode of Movies Ruin My Life, it's our first ever debate. And what could be a more fitting topic than the original Star Wars trilogy? He's going no headphones. I'm going to go no headphones. I can hear you. See, this is this is what I know. But if if you start peeking, I'm just going to turn your fucking mic all the way down. Sure. <laughs> just, right. I should be fine right here. <clears throat> all right. If I notice you peeking, I'm going to flip. I won't be. Why can't you wear the headphones? Why do you have to be such a douche? Headphones. You wear headphones half your life. No, I don't. My left ear is killing me today. <sighs> okay. Are we good? Yeah. Yeah. You look like a chooch with those headphones on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone has to monitor the fucking recording because no one else wants to. All right. This is James. This is Nick. Howdy. This is Devin. I'm Brandon. And this is our first debate format. We have no fucking idea what's going to happen. So uh, hopefully it's not a bad episode. Uh, Either way, it should be funny. Um, Just quickly to go through kind of what we're going to do. I've given you guys one cheat sheet with dates on it. Apparently, James and Nick probably don't need it. Probably Devin doesn't either, in all seriousness. They do. Um, Since the first episode of this show, we basically referenced Star Wars at least once in every single episode. So it's, it's overdue that we have a conversation about it. And what better way to do it than to talk about the original trilogy and decide which of the three films are the best. Uh, if there is such a thing, um, how do you guys want to want to kick this off? Do you want? Uh, we were talking about a debate, a standard debate structure. So you kind of want two minutes to to kind of intro your your film and and uh, who tell who you're fighting for and and blah blah blah. And before we open up the floor, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, really makes sense for me. You want to go counterclockwise, Devin? You want to kick this off? Uh, well, then that would be reverse chronological order. Does that make oh true? As much Doesn't sense? matter. Okay, so James, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing you the wolves. James is the only one that um, didn't have an opportunity to prepare for this and also showed up an hour late. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> so I still um, love you, buddy. I love you too. <laughs> We've thrown in a hot guys reference a time or two on the show, so that's all. That's all, like James. It. That's all, James. Also, I like it. yeah. And uh, in, in any case. Um, James, you're fighting for a new hope, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, tell me a little bit about a new hope. Well, as everybody knows, it's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good one. It introduces the whole thing. It's, it's you know, the root of it all. And it's, yeah, it definitely it's a good movie. opens up the universe. Yeah, it opens it up. It's like, you know, it's a good movie. And technically, it's like the fourth one, right? Well, so we've yeah. already, you yeah. know, when they released the uh, the original trilogy, what back in like sixty eight or something? Sixty eight, yes, yeah. yeah. Same <laughs> summer, same summer as uh, same summer as two thousand one, a space odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So it opens it up. I yeah, don't know. yeah. What it's... do you like? What do you like about it? I don't know. What do you just? Give me a little something here. You're not giving me something. much. Uh, okay, because this one, there's there's a lot of talk about it being saved on the cutting room floor. You know, that it was a very different movie yeah. in, in George Lucas's mind. And this is the only one that, that he is kind of the sole uh, screenwriter on yeah. of the series. Okay. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> like this one was pretty much his baby. Like, yeah, this one mm. is his baby. You know, it, for for a movie of this scale, really a shoestring budget, and like in the in in this instance, like he had no idea that this was going to be the kind of success that it was. He literally for the for the fucking opening, he got on a plane with Steven Spielberg and went on vacation, and then mm. came back and was like, "Oh, I guess I'm a millionaire." You know, well, it didn't happen overnight. No, well, you know, but he held on to the toy rights, which we all know. Oh yeah, um, and these kinds of things. So, uh, and 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 obviously that film is it, is one of the ones that has a lot of those transcendental moments. The moments you hear in culture a lot. You hear the "Why am I fighting your fucking argument for you here?" Mm. Um, I think you just, guys just got a, you guys got a double team that. Movie yeah, I think it's we're a gonna pile of shit compared uh, to mine. All right, I'll, I'll I'll jump in and I'll help you with uh, with a new hope. Uh, or just Star Wars. Like, let's be honest. It it was just called Star Wars initially. Like, um, yeah. Then they changed the title back in like '97. Uh, yeah, I think they changed it for what a VHS release. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. In any case, um, it's a great film. It opened up the uh, you know the saga. Ninety-two uh, percent on Metacritic. We talk about Metacritic all the time. Just how you know a lot of the times the voting ends up being this kind of nullifier because of the fact that. Um, you know, you have the critics voting so heavily on one side or the other, they, you know, that, that you end up with most movies sitting in that 55 to 65 range. And for a movie to, to be on Metacritic and be at 92%, it just shows how amazing it is. It's got the most Oscars, uh, both nominations and wins out of any of the films. Um, and it did so in the shortest runtime of all three films. It's the least bloated in that sense. It follows a traditional hero arc. There's a lot of great things about this film that people kind of overlook, you know. Um, and <clears throat> it's a different look entirely at a dystopian future because it's instead of this kind of dark, gritty, rainy world that you see in uh, movies like Blade Runner or things like that, that that come after, even a 2001 kind of thing, you know, this, this very stark and futuristic world, um, you have – with with a new hope you have or with star wars um very much a um a bright and and dismal in the sense of like the sand and and like the snow is bullshit in the second one obviously and hey. uh, <laughs> i'm just saying that their environments play such a role in uh, you know in the movie and, and i think that uh that that star wars definitely opened it up with that you know it one thing about star started wars that too, trend. you can even say it's like the traditional score, like yeah, times, John Williams' like, score is John amazing. Williams, like it really set the tone of the films. It's more everybody was doing sci-fi and they're fiddling with sound, like make it spacey. Yeah. George Lucas was like, I want to make an opera out of this. Yeah, so he contracted yeah. a very traditional score, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. of course, and it's John, legendary. And it's, it has become legendary. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Nick, what's what's your deal? You're fighting for empires. So let's hear it. Yes, and and fortunately, you guys have the shit end of the stick on this one. Well, the only reason Empire is, in my opinion, the best one is because everything goes to hell. Mm -hmm. Like right off the bat, you got the Empire chasing the Rebels across the galaxy. Let's take it back to the first one. Rebels win. Everybody's on a high. They do their little ceremony. Oh, here's a medal. And then we find them like hiding. And for the whole film, it's like they get the shit end of the stick one way or another. Being chased across the galaxy, you're introduced to new characters, and by the end of it, it's like you're left. Wait a minute, the good guys didn't win this one. 
the bad guys won this one. You're left out of the theater. Like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It pretty much changed the tone of everything. It's like, okay, we're not really... It's not a hero's movie anymore. It's a bigger story altogether. Yeah. In my opinion, that's why. It's like, for the first time, especially as a kid, it's like, the good guys didn't win. The bad guys won. Mm-hmm. This is the highest rated on, on uh, IMDb at 8.8, slightly higher than A New Hope. Uh, 95% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, also Metacritic, very high score for Metacritic at 79. <clears throat> um, I, 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 have some, I have some holes to pick in what you just said because apparently I'm fighting for alongside James here. <laughs> but, but let's uh, – Devin, what's your, what's your deal? Uh, I, and, and, you know, I, I, I've always thought this um, – and I, I've always been confused by, um, like, the, the general consensus from most people seems to be that Empire Strikes Back is the best. Uh, and I, I always liked Return of the Jedi because just the most stuff happens. I hate, um, uh, you know, like, uh, not really empty space, but just um, uh, especially in a, a series like this, just... just um, uh, character development time um, when it's when it's like I, I mean you're three movies in you should really like you know even even two movies in like you should pretty much know you know what the, the, yeah, these yeah, characters no, I are, agree. are all about already. minimal development time yeah absolutely and and I mean I almost feel like like uh, Empire Strikes Back had to be so heavy on that because Star Wars was was just so overly light on it like they they you know, almost don't explain most of the characters, and and a lot of their their character are completely changes from from Star Wars to uh, to Empire Strikes Back. Um, so it's almost like they're they're spending the entire movie re-explaining people that they've already introduced you to. Whereas Return of the Jedi is one of those you know we've created the universe, we've established the you know every everybody's role in this. Uh, let's just have fun with it. Let's just blow a bunch of shit up and, and you know, um, mm-hmm. cut like, even more people's <laughs> arms off. Like, one wasn't enough. Let's just cut everybody's arms off. And Jabba's uh, <laughs> a little barge there. Uh, it opens strong. Um, the It doesn't uh, have, like, a... It, it has a little bit of a lull in the in the center of the movie, like I think they all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but it's uh, I feel, less extreme because uh, there's still a lot going on. Uh, even during that lull, and into the trap is is like the best, uh, like the best cinematic sequence I've like ever seen. It, mm-hmm. It's so, you know, there, there's um, just so many uh, uh, levels of of the story happening uh, alongside one another at the same time. Yeah, so many moving it's, parts to the story. It, it's yeah, so it's tense beautiful. and it's long. It's like you know the the. Um, the original uh, Death Star attack is probably you know what like like um, really like maybe fifteen twenty minutes. Um, the uh, yeah. Empire Strikes yeah, Back. I guess you would you would probably that. say the the Hoth scene is like the their big action scene, and it's it's again like probably probably like you know fifteen minutes. It's probably a little bit shorter than the than the first Death Star. Whereas Into the Trap is like a whole third of this movie. It's like it just doesn't stop. It it's just. Uh, so much tension for for so long that that uh, I I don't know it was it was that sequence alone wins it for me but but I think um, had a, had a lot of other stuff going for it yeah. I don't know I, I, I save it for the the actual uh, debate talk I guess okay but. anything anyone want to add before we open up the floor no 
Okay. Let's just get right to it. People can't fucking yeah. see, see you <laughs> on the podcast. They have- <laughs> Stop looking at the camera. Stop looking at <laughs> Um. Okay, so I got... Uh, 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 let's, I already, I already let's, know let's, where this Let's is go going. with Empire. Let's go let's, with Empire because go. you talk about the, the untraditional storyline and um, the, the, the flow of the movie, it, it, it's... It's terribly interrupted, and, and admi- admittedly, I, I've watched this film more so than than um, majority of the than, other ones. Yeah, you know, because the, the thing is, if I watch one, I always watch. Or sorry, if I watch four, I always watch five. <laughs> and if I watch, um, y- you know, I I don't necessarily always go through the Jedi, mainly because I just have shit to do, not because I don't like the movie. Um, but one thing that I always notice is that that both. Um, a new hope, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and uh, Jedi, um, both pacing wise are far superior. There's no lull. You know, there's no point in either of those films where I can get up and take a piss and come back and nothing's happened. You know, I'm not just missing out on on Luke uh, doing a handstand on on you know. Uh, with with Yoda sitting on his foot or something like that. So the uh, hey, it's not sitting, it's standing. Standing on his foot. Yes, of course, of course. And and I don't want to take anything away from Frank Oz. I I, I think the other thing that's interesting about your film and 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 why uh, not your film, you didn't make it. Um, but how do you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had a conversation about Back to the Future and Terminator, so you may have very well traveled back in time and and wrote these films. You see the DeLorean parked out front. Yeah. <laughs> so in, a, in, a, in any case, um, one thing that you – it's so interesting about your film and, 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 and so much so with Empire, it's, it, you have to put it in the context of, um, of the other films because there is so much character development that happens with already, um, already like set up characters. It's you know? more so not the character development but the faction development. So yeah, you but you're dealing the, with an ensemble cast and that's, an ens- that's, that's kind of a big problem for me because in, in one – and in or fuck in four and in six, there's there there's a clear um, uh, driving force to the film, which is Luke. You know, for better or for worse, in a lot of ways, he is the he is the hero of the arc and so forth. Well, the whole and, trilogy, it's all him. It's yeah, coming of in, a, age in a lot of in a lot of ways, yes. Um, whereas that that second one, you do get uh, a lot of pacing issues if you're if you're not already super invested, which obviously I was uh, in the film. Uh, because of the fact that you're jumping around from character to character, and you get more time with Han because you realize like the guy's screen gold, you know, you, you get more time with Leia because you know. Well, there's like so many elements to Empire that make it what it is. It's mm-hmm. not only like it's Luke coming to grips with being a Jedi and living up to the legacy. Yeah, it's the love story between Han and Leia, mm-hmm. and in this one, you get the full effect of the Empire, like in A New Hope. You just see a bunch of stormtroopers fumbling around, walking into doors, and there's actually, if you pay close attention, there's one where the, this door goes wide up, and the guy's head just goes right into it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you see these stormtroopers, you see these TIE fighters, they're fumbling around. You don't get the full effect of the Empire, like how powerful these guys really are. And come the first Battle of Hoth, they're just destroying the shit out of these guys. Like, you see rebels running for dear life. Mm. And Vader just maliciously going at them. Yeah. Like his chase to get every to trap Skywalker. The other thing that your film does have, which uh which my film does not, or our film does not, seeing as James is on board, is uh it doesn't have the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. The Imperial March was 
pretty much one of the best pieces of music you can, you can hear. Yeah, it's, more, best, it's the most it's iconic. One, yeah, of, of, in, in all of cinema. There's not a person of any age. Well, your that you film can put does that have that binary and... sunset where Luke looks out into the two suns setting. Absolutely, yeah. The, you know, you don't we you don't have to counter my support of your film with with support of ours, but you know, in any uh, case. But any, but in the case, it's <laughs> I appreciate you, it. No problem. But you do get this sense of okay, this is what you don't see in the first. Like you hear about the Empire, you hear about how bad they are, you hear about how malicious they can be. But you don't really see it. Yeah. It's not as prominent. This one, you see it in its full effect. Vader being on the ground in Hoth. Yeah. Then the chase through the asteroid field. Mm -hmm. Followed by Vader hiring a whole bunch of bounty hunters. Yes. And having them in a line. And it's like, okay, go find Han Solo. Bring him to me. I just wonder, say for example, like uh, let, let's talk about the asteroid scene. The asteroid scene is great. Oh, cinematically, it's it, fantastic. It's, it's phenomenal. But when when I compare that in terms of like a center action piece, a smaller action piece in the two films, and you go back to A New Hope and you say, okay, the, the center kind of action piece, you know, that quick moment of uh, uh, just um, the Millennium Falcon getting away from the Empire mm -hmm. versus uh, the Millennium Falcon getting away from a fucking worm on an asteroid. Well, it's not just the worm on the asteroid. He's actually <laughs> – He's going all he's going all out. Like in, maybe it's just a Western fan in me that I just like love in, a good shootout. But looking at a New Hope, it's like okay, I got a couple maneuvers. Yeah, and I'm quoting Family Guy here, but he's li he's just listening yeah. straight to the left. Yeah, he's not like that's your maneuver. No, you get to see what the Falcon can yeah. do in Empire. He's I, I just... got a couple com maneuvers. Cruise control. Well, <laughs> 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 he's just dipping and weaving through asteroids. And he's just pretty much screwing the Empire over. It's like, okay, get into the asteroid field. Yeah. Half those pilots don't even want to go in there. It's like, is this guy crazy? Get into the asteroid field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm asked, if I may, James, if I may, because you've, yes. you've said like three, three words the whole thing. Okay. Because you're kind of on the fence here, maybe we should turn this around. And, and, and because you were, you were ill-prepared to come in today, I know that. You can, Sorry, Brandon. You, yeah, you can play a bit of a role of an intermediary here, or yeah, like so I'm the arbitrator. Yeah, you're the arbitrator. All right. Um, I'm curious about because uh, you you have a big family like Devin. You have a brother and a sister, um, and and you're at you're the oldest, and mm. it, whereas Devin is the youngest. So Devin always talks about and in our zero episode he talked about having kind of this built-in filter where you know he had two people to lean on and say you know is this movie good not shit okay i'm putting it to the end of my watch list kind of thing um whereas you very much in your family in a lot of ways setting the trend so i'm, I'm curious versus him what your experience to the star wars the uh, universe was like you know, because you're a huge fan. You're sitting here fucking saying nothing, which is driving me insane. Well, I'm gonna go bald. I, I, I like the original movies. And yes. That's pretty much where it begins and ends with me. With, yeah. You know, with the holiday special, I kind of have a like to torture <laughs> myself with that occasionally. <laughs> it's funny. There's a few good parts in it, but uh, I like when the uh, the um, the stormtrooper just falls off the. Uh, off like the the banister or whatever that that literally that like the kid Wookiee was just fucking walking on, yeah. but he barely touches it and just falls to yeah. his death. And you just killed someone in the kids' Christmas special. Yeah, it's amazing. That's yeah. the best moment in the whole thing for me. <laughs> and the, the Boba Fett cartoon that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool too. And uh, and B Arthur's musical number. Yeah, in the uh, <laughs> cantina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I think... You um, didn't answer my question, but we'll get back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. I think, uh, like, the first movie almost sits outside of it for me. I, I mean, I almost have trouble debating yeah, against it's no, it. Yeah, it's no it is, touch almost, it's, yeah. It's so... Um, I, I mean, it, it was such a, a big moment uh, in, in film in general. Like, and and there's so many things that it does that... that um, uh, you know that hadn't been done up to that point, and it really does does probably the best job of any movie. Um, I, I mean, maybe even since of of just creating a universe that really kind of draws you into it. You know, creating like a, uh, one of the things you said about um, when you were talking earlier about like other um, kind of sci fi of the era. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think oh, so many of them fail to create like a just a compelling world, just just something that seems alive. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like what you were saying with, uh, you know, the kind of uh, like dark, uh, kind of sterile um, futures. They do almost seem like, like just the technology's it. Whereas um, Star Wars, you know, kind of kind of um, built this world where um, uh, where it's about people. You know, um, there's there's just uh, you know shitty water farmers living on a shitty planet yeah in life the middle still of goes on sandy space and it's like yeah we got all this technology but you know people are still really um driving this um and and um you know kind of um just getting by where wherever they can um but but i mean i mean what i what i was gonna say is living out in the desert and 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 yelling at sand monsters so because of that i mean i i really do have a problem picking apart um picking apart the first movie um especially you know again because it was like you know it is like a bit more of a risk at that point and you kind of have to tell a complete story um, because you don't know if you're going to be able to make a second one or a third one. You don't know if the studio is going to is going to sign that check again, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of just uh, it has a, a clear beginning and a clear end. Um, Empire Strikes Back. I find a lot of people defend it with um, with two two points, two things that you have brought up um, that I don't think are are um, are really valid defenses of it. Um, it it's uh, a lot of people say it's it's interesting because everything goes to shit. Because, yeah, the because bad guys win. No... I fucking hate that argument. Now, as much now, as I don't necessarily it's, disagree, it's it's a second act. Yeah, we knew at that point that a third one was coming. Mm-hmm. We knew that it followed a first one where everything went well. A second act in in this story arc has to be has to be uh, uh, dark. It has to it has to create that tension for the third one to deliver on. Yeah, it has to be I, a cliffhanger. A good second act also does end movie. that way. It, it does. Cliffhanger's yeah. <laughs> 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 great. It, it has to. Sorry, I had to throw it in. There. It has no, to. Um, it has to follow that arc. So I, I, I mean, I, I, I think um, that if the defense of that um, of of that movie as as being something so you know so different than than so many other movies um, because of the fact that that it. Um, you know that 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 things things don't go well for the empire. I don't think is valid because that's what happens in the second act. The second act is is you I know also say they did introduce more characters to the story as well. Like you get your first glimpse of the emperor, yeah, which so, was big because you like hear about this big bad emperor and then it's like 
And I, oh, there he is. I heard a, a, another recent defense. Just cut us off. Just right. cut yeah, us yeah. off. So you'd almost prefer to think of the original trilogy as just one movie as opposed to three separate movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but That's a I long still, movie. I, I that still, is a, six hours a commitment. Long movie. I still you can't release a six-hour movie. Or, That's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> I still think the ending well, tell, is... Tell, uh, tell like Charlton Heston that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's I, got a couple... Yeah. I still they think give you the three ending... pee bottles at the film at the theater. It's like, okay, oh, here you man. go. Don't get up. They just, as you're walking in, and here's your catheter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your nurse will be by your you seat in about five minutes. <laughs> just all of the chairs just have like a hole in the bottom. Oh, man. It all just goes into a trough. It's <laughs> not a theater I would want to visit. I feel sorry for the guy who has to but, clean that theater. Oh man, it's a, it's, yeah. No, I'm sure it would be a, path, a rather intricate, you know. Cleaning process. Yeah. They'd have it streamlined. So They'd have of, to. Yeah. One of the other defenses. We of, could build this. We could. One of the other defenses. <laughs> and we'd of lose Empire. our shirts. <laughs> one of the other defenses of Empire Strikes Back uh, that I've heard that I, I hadn't really heard a whole lot until until more recently um, was that it, um, it it's not about Luke and it's about you know the, yeah, it's the ensemble. It's, it's either about the ensemble cast or it's about um, the rebellion as a whole. I heard this this um, forget who it was. I think it was. I think it might have been like. Um, I think it was Nick specifically. No, it was no, Nick no, on no, the no, internet. No, 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 no. no. I, okay. think it, I, I think it was like it was, it was some other big like a Kevin Smith or something like that. I, to be honest, I can't even remember. Exactly but it is where true it, because but, like you do have where in the film is like you cut away from Luke and then you switch to Leia and Han and then you start seeing the love. The love okay. story grow. Yeah. yeah, but I'm more I'm more uh, focusing on the idea I that, like it's, that, that it's that it's, it's about nice. uh, it's about um, the rebellion and the the struggle on a, on a whole more than that. And I think that really does only cover. And, and it's a defense that I've heard of this movie mm-hmm. that I you think you do is get the full scale of, like the rebellion. It's like they're really just a bunch of they are really just rebel pirates like just in space making do with what they have. But but like the. Um, Mind Hoth, you, they have really big ships, though. I don't know where the hell they got those from. Hoth yeah. is a slaughter. Like, the specific um, uh, defense that I heard was that um, on Hoth, you see everybody kind of working for, for the greater good. You see, the, you know, the guys, like, manning these stupid glass computers until, like, the very end, you know? they they The whole place is just fucking falling apart, and they're still, like, still trying their hardest. But, like, where do you see that more than Return of the fucking Jedi? It's like which was the original the, theatrical the, title. The very <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No. Uh, Revenge of the fucking Jedi. <laughs> but which they, I they, want to tell you. You know the deal with with the Star Trek thing, right? Which one? Okay, so uh, we were just talking about this. So Return of the Jedi, originally yeah. called Revenge of the Jedi, yeah, and then they have Wrath of Khan. Uh, uh-huh. But it was originally called Revenge of Khan. So they caught wind of it being Revenge of the Jedi and changed the title. To Wrath of Khan, which is fucking better. Thank you know, it's great that they did that. Um, I've never heard this story. Yeah, yeah, and then and then George Lucas just ah, it's not a Jedi trait. Let's change it, which he's right. Yeah, yeah but, but it's so funny that that that, that film's title change is actually affected a, you know a peripheral sci-fi franchise. Besides, Khan doesn't take revenge. He's all about wrath. He's like that classically trained actor, but we're getting off topic. Yeah, here. yeah. Star, Star Trek's a whole another discussion. That's another can of worms. But the explanation I heard behind that was that, yeah, you're right. It was originally supposed to be called Revenge. I remember yeah. a friend of mine telling me that it they changed it because the Jedi don't, don't 
spe- uh, don't seek revenge. Well, that's, what oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying peripherally. Yeah, there's a story about them, ke- you know, getting wind that oh, okay. Return of the Jedi was originally called Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Subsequently, that they didn't want to have, yeah. a, you know, a similar film in space with mm-hmm. revenge in the title, so they changed it, and then yeah. George Lucas. You know, turned around and it was like a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. You know, he turned around. And, if I could yeah. quickly finish a point that is actually about this movie, yeah. <laughs> sorry, because um, I'm waiting I, for this I, one. I was just going to say that that um, you don't see how much they care uh, in Empire Strikes Back uh, as compared to Return of the Jedi, where you've got they've committed everything. That everything is on the line, and and they need this to work, and and. You see so much sacrifice from people. Like, hey, you know, these ships could just warp the fuck off. They could just be like, well, shields up. Yeah. Like, fuck it. But, and they, the Death Star fucking fires a laser and just blows the hell out of one of them. And the rest of them are, you know, are still like, I, I guess we got to stay. Like, I guess, you know, this is, this is, yeah, we need this to, to work. So, so much so that they don't care that like every five minutes there's going to be a, Big goddamn green laser well, blowing them up. But the one thing about Return of the Jedi is they take so many aspects from the first two and they mold it into one movie. Like the first movie, you got the space battle at the end. Mm-hmm. Second movie, it's pretty much ground warfare. Yeah. Right? And it's the, the great one-on-one confrontation. And the great one-on-one confrontation. Yeah. Exactly. So you put all three in the same film mm-hmm. and then you got Return. Because you got space battle on the Death Star – you got pretty much ground combat on Emdor, which is pretty much rebels and the Empire going at it on Hoth, and then you got a whole giant whack load of fighting with Vader. But, but, but do you have is... Leia in a bikini? <laughs> no. But why is that? Why is that? I, not... but I do got I a think scruffy. I'm changing my vote. I, I still got a scruffy looking nerf herder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't see how that's uh, like I, I I don't know I don't I don't um I don't really necessarily see the 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 validity in that argument just. Just because, um, isn't that awesome? Don't don't <laughs> yeah. don't we want to see all of these things together? I mean, a new hope. I think the the problem is that it's too focused on on just these. Uh, like you almost lose the humanity of it during a fight like uh, like the the Death Star battle because obviously there's not like you you couldn't do as as much uh, at the time like with with, with uh, what they had in terms of budget, in terms of technology, in terms of all, of, of all all that kind of stuff that. That it does end up feeling a little bit, um, you know, if yeah. you're not seeing if you're not seeing an exterior of of like you know uh, a, an X wing and a Tie fighter dog fighting, mm. you're seeing like a single camera on a guy's face, and and that's like it, like yeah. just cut between these two. It, yeah. And then in in the second movie, like it's, like Porkins. It's, <laughs> Why did they have to call him? That? I was just gonna go with Porkins, like seriously. <laughs> and in the, in the second movie, you get to see the, the, you know a, um, a lightsaber fight for real, finally, because obviously Obi Wan versus versus Darth Vader was not like a very convincing fight in the first one. That was pretty convincing. Like, oh, guess for an old guy, he's pretty spry. He's got he's got a saber <laughs> up at least. But then in the third one, you get to see all of this shit together. You get to see every like you get yeah. to see Lando flying, you know, losing a satellite dish flying. Flying through a, a tiny little tunnel with Tie Fighter. Oh, he got in deep him. shit for that, man. He probably did. Like, you gotta admit, he probably got in really big shit for that. Like Han yeah. gets back, it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I said not one scratch. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting too. Something you brought up. The series is is very successful in its escalation. We talked about um, with with Terminator, you know, where it kind of fell off the tracks because it lost the the idea of the 
not necessarily just making bigger set pieces, but the emotional investment that you need, um, uh, you know, as you go into the sequels. So you need everything to be bigger and badder and so forth, which you see in modern day sequels. But what this, uh, this, the original trilogy did so well in a lot of ways is that as much as they got bigger and, and crazier and, and the world expanded legitimately, um, the emotional investment required of the audience also expanded. It kind of stayed you know, grounded in a sense. Which yeah. is so so interesting because initially in the first film, um, you, you very much are connected to kind of the uh, – the plight of this shitty kid in all seriousness, you know, like, oh, I want to, I want to go to the academy. Like, fuck you. I want to go to Tashi Station. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. 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 I was going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. You can play with your friends later, Luke. Do your chores. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so they're, they do it very successfully. And again, in the second film, they, they start to build that ensemble cast and they put some of the other characters at risk and so forth. And, and then in the third one, you get this payoff where the entire, uh, Rebel Alliance is at risk. All of the the main characters minus Luke are at risk in a different environment, and then you have Luke kind of coming to terms with his fate um, in another environment. You have this beautiful trifecta of mm-hmm. of, of of scenes going on. It, it 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 is really fucking emotional, you know. And that's something that that they each movie. You know, calls for an investment. If you don't do that off the jump, then you're not you're not in. Well, it's kind of like like about Empire. It's like it kind of splits you up. Like you invest in different characters throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So you got the Han and the Leia. You got Luke on his own going to dig about to meet uh, Yoda. Um, and then you got the Empire chasing everybody across the galaxy. Mm. But it all ends at the same place. It all ends in Bespin. Mm. Yeah. And then you meet Lando, and you find out that he's a real sack of shit, but he's actually a nice guy. <laughs> But he'll steal your wife underneath you because, let's face it, it's Billy D. Williams. He's going to steal your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you learn more about the characters. Like, you see more development as they grow. You find out more about Luke's background yeah. on Dagobah. You find out more about – even the droids even get their get mm. their part. Mm. Like, poor 3PO gets blown up. Yeah. Sees a whole bunch of stormtroopers. We can assume they're stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And then gets blown up. And then you see Han being tortured. It's like, as a kid, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I, I know that, that Devin is going to end up here, so I'm curious on this. Uh, in Empire, um, I know that he's super at terms with this scene, and, and I'm I'm kind of on the offense about it, where Luke goes into the cave oh, and confronts... Oh, what a bag of shit. Come uh, on, Confronts, man. you know... Don't go for the obvious <laughs> argument, please. Well, I'm I'm curious on your yeah. perspective on it. You know, the execution, et cetera, et cetera, and and you know, is that an effective foreshadowing or you, you know We're what I mean? Talking about the Vader mask, yeah, or, yeah. What do you mean? Call it foreshadowing. <laughs> I saw that as a kid, and I thought he won. I was like, "Oh, cool! He killed Vader." <laughs> yeah, like, wicked. Like... Who is that? Like, it's him. <laughs> It's a, li- it's a little confusing, I think, during the first view. Yeah. 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 You know. As a kid, you can't fully grasp what's going yeah. on. It's yeah. just like, he killed Vader. Awesome. <laughs> Movie's over. Let's go. Wait. Wait, he killed himself? <laughs> well, yeah. you know. And, and But this argument is more of a recent argument. Like, years later, people are like, okay, it's just the, the writer's like hinting at something. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't know. I, think... I just feel like it could have been more uh, but, I mean, cleanly that's... executed, perhaps. But that's not the whole point of the whole cave story. Mm. Like, he goes into the cave. He's warned, leave your weapons, go in on your own. Yeah. 
Luke not listening to anybody. He's being stubborn at this movie. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he was whiny in the first. He's stubborn in this one. He finally gets his shit together in the third. Which I'll well, give to you on that. Yeah, one. <laughs> but he's 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 super. He, he's he's a badass in the third. He's almost got like a Clint Eastwood vibe about him or something. You know, it's really. Oh, he kind of screws. Oh, don't even. He gets caught by a bunch of like mini Wookies. We'll we'll say Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. Like, come on! It's just like okay, but you know, he's dressed all in black. He's got a plan. He he, he does the thing with with three PO. He redeems mm. himself. You know, he's he, he's methodical. He's waiting out his moment. I don't I don't think that that's a. I don't think that's as cheesy as uh you know as someone's face exploding and his face is underneath it. Yeah, I mean. The whole point of that whole cave was don't go in without your weapons yeah, him being because stubborn, if yeah. you go in and kill Vader, you essentially become Vader. Mm-hmm. Not the whole Vader's your father thing. Yeah, It's pretty much you kill. You give into the dark side. You'll give in. Like if you attack Vader now, you don't complete your training. You will fall further into the dark side than you actually mm-hmm. thought you would. I, I accept that explanation of it. Like I don't think that's so much the problem as it is just, just like a, a kind of a um, – like a, a um what would you call it like um like a cliche trope of 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 not just just film but storytelling in general where it's like don't do this i did it oh it was me all along like yeah, like yeah. i beat the bad guy but it was man <laughs> like yeah yeah true like but, it's, yeah, it's just this this old like uh uh twilight zone kind of well the whole point you know, of it's like he fails his training in the end, which is incredible too. It's like he I, does fail his training. And yeah, I, he does. And I mean, I wish, I, like, we don't really have time to get into it, but I really think that that um, that'll be validated if Luke is evil in the in the next trilogy. If it isn't, like, why why did he do so? Why is he so shit at training to be a Jedi? Like, yeah, he's and so then, bad. And then really... he's so badass, like in the third <laughs> yeah. one where he just he's telling. Yeah, but I mean, even in his training, you see this guy doing like somersaults and backflips and. Yeah. Lifting rocks, We're like okay, like, is he training for the Olympics? Or yeah, is that's he, what I he thought. Becoming a Jedi, yeah. He got the Bruce Jenner training out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so is it, uh, yeah. So he's gonna come back in the next sequel as a woman. Oh, he's gonna be God. Leia. Yeah, he's gonna, that's, that's the twist. He is Leia. That's why they haven't shown any photos of him yet. Yeah, yeah they have really, shown photos. He's of got him. longer he's hair. Right. He's got longer hair. He's probably run over a couple people. <laughs> oh, oh no, Bruce. <laughs> Oh, poor Bruce. Oh. But, uh, but the one thing that we take away <laughs> he's like, still Yoda was a hard ass. Put it this way. Yoda was a hard ass. Like an old just, Jedi master, yeah. he was a hard ass. And yeah. and say what you will about uh, that, that whole situation. Bruce Jenner, he's an Olympian, you, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And he, regardless of his life choices, and if you agree with them, you, you just, everyone deserves the opportunity to live their life the way oh, they exactly. see fit, not under scrutiny. Oh, if, I can, if I can walk around dressed like a Jedi and holding a lightsaber and running into, walking into stores every day, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, well, you haven't even mentioned you're growing your beard for the premiere. Yeah, of, I'm actually uh, going to be dressing up as Obi. Yeah. <laughs> Though I'm not sure if I'll get in with a lightsaber because there's this whole thing going around. No, no masks, no lightsabers. Mm. It's kind of shitty. Well, and that's the other thing too. You're dressing up as as Obi Wan and and you know Alec Guinness, no. the only actor to be nominated for a best supporting actor or any 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 Oscar in this film that was you know specifically for an actor happened for his performance in the first one. Now I know that he he hates that film. He you know he he doesn't really want it to be you know as prevalent in his 
uh, or in his filmography as it is, I think. But, uh, you know, still a wonderful performance and one that you can really latch on to, which is is sorely missed. And then, uh, of, of course, you know, you get you get the voiceovers, you get him again in, in the ghost form in the third yeah. one and so forth, or yeah. the sixth one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they, they, I, there's, two, there's two things that, for me, um, make this uh, an open and shut case that I would feel remiss if I didn't bring up. Yeah. So, so first... Um, there are two two kind of like not even not even looking at it in terms of uh, specific plot points or anything like that, but there's two ways of looking at this movie or this series of movies um, that I think uh, may, like at least make it a little bit of a harder um, judgment to make than than um, uh, than society in general has has, yeah, has yeah. deemed yeah, these yeah, movies absolutely. like Return of the Jedi. I I just like to point out Metacritic. Fifty-two percent. Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-nine percent. It's trailing by almost twenty percent. Well, well, but in both those I'm, cases, those are those are situations where, um, it, like Rotten Tomatoes has a has kind of a situation where very often they they do either very strongly back a film or they very strongly don't back a film. Yeah. So even having a seventy-nine to me is is a lot of in my mind it's a lot of critics on rotten tomatoes saying well i didn't personally enjoy it but i recognize that it's an important and 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 significant film and it's a well-made film but, so, like so that number doesn't really bother me as much as the metacritic where it gets into that nullifier range where you you can't even count that score because it's just it's in with all of the other films that half the critics love and half the critics and, hate and, and when you go through it on metacritic it is very much like that and, and i'm talking about it specifically relative to the other films i mean yes, you can't yeah, you absolutely. can't rate jedi 52 if you're rating, or you can't rate it on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy nine percent versus a ninety five. Well, the IMDb, That's, I like the but, IMDb rating though. It is, yeah, it's, it's the only off rating. by like, like at least four, but like point four. But here's the the two analyses of these movies that I think, like I said, make it make it pretty pretty. Um, in my mind, open and shut for Jedi. In in everybody else's mind, at least a bit more difficult. Look at each of these movies as if the entire trilogy didn't exist. Okay. Right. Each of these is an individual movie that you're going to watch with no knowledge of of the the um, first uh, you know if you're watching a new so Hulk, they're all individually the other... set as their own story. I mm-hmm. don't I don't think I can enjoy The Empire Strikes Back. I don't think it works without without everything that came before yeah, it without and without everything of... that comes after it. I don't think. I, I think it ending on a, a dark note would be interesting, but but it doesn't have enough to keep me. Uh, there's there's like the rising well, the structure is very untraditional un, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. There's the rising action from from you know Hoth and and everything getting really tense there, and then it's just this like downward spiral. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. kind of well, kind of bumps around. I mean, obviously you've got like the the spooky like oh who shot c-3po in the thing and and stuff like that so so that's that's one thing okay that's that's one thing yeah but now um what's your deal with the new hope look at it in terms of um the second movie without the third one uh without without them having been able to make make the third one you can't you can't have uh empire strikes or, or you can't have Empire Strikes Back without Return of the Jedi. You 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 need Return of the Jedi to to make this movie valid. And if you watched the Empire Strikes Back thinking that there's not a third one coming, uh, it's not that great. Yeah, I don't know. it's not it, it's not. Um, 
a very compelling. Yeah, it's a, a strong story. argument. Uh, yeah, a, 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 a very argument. uh something I've been I've been reading up a lot on lately, and I've actually done recently watching these films back is I've done it in, in what they're calling machete order, which is the um which is basically you watch uh, esen- uh essentially A New Hope then Empire, and then you go back and you watch Attack of the Clones and uh, um Revenge of the Sith, and so you get both Luke's story and then Anakin's story and then Jedi acts as the crescendo the 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 coming to terms for both pieces and it's a very interesting um rewatch order it's not something that you'd want to watch the first time around but it does definitely uh grant a, a level of um uh up support to your your argument here um the the only thing i i kind of want to say is i didn't even come in here to argue for a new hope in all seriousness and if you ask me that question, you know, which one stands the most alone, the answer is A New Hope, I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, because it actually has an open and shut ending. A yeah, it follows one. the hero's journey and, and, and these kinds of things. It's it. The whole throne room scene at the end, done. Kabosh, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, but again, you know, as much as I'm not... Well, let's look at it from a viewer perspective. Like, yeah. just watching it as like somebody in the theater going into a movie... Which movie are you going to have more fun watching? It's yeah. probably going to be Empire because just watching these guys whiz around an asteroid field, doing barrel rolls, watching TIE fighters fly into themselves, and pretty much all the fighting in between. Yeah. And that's more of an enjoyable story. But that raises an interesting question, too. And and sorry, I, I keep getting distracted because I keep looking at this fucking copy of Real Lobo behind you that I didn't know I had. I love Real Lobo. So when you guys go, I'm watching Real Lobo tonight, <laughs> watching John Wayne and his tiny feet. <laughs> um. But in any case, back to the, the argument at hand, now that I, I pointed that out so you guys know why the hell I keep looking over there. Um, uh, for me, I, I just feel like um, with the series, it's, it's one of these situations where it, all, all the statistics that we can bring up, all of the, uh, you know, the, the runtime, whether it's bloated, whether it's concise, whether it's uh, office scores, any you know, a proper structure, whether it's not. The argument to me either has to be which is the most loved or which is the best film. And it's an interesting element to bring in and maybe we're going to take a break in a second, but it'd be an interesting element to bring in in the second part of this and see – which is more important to you? The fact that you love Jedi and that you and you love Empire and you're so attached to them and it's built out the universe and, 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 and made it so important to you in your life? Is that more important or or the fact that this film is the best standalone or this film has the best action pieces or whatever and it's the best execution? You know, and, and, and I think as a society you have to come to terms with that argument as well, you know, because do we want to rewatch the movies that are just, you know, the best when we reflect on them like the best films not necessarily you know there's people that that you know have watched home alone three a ton of times and have only seen home alone one and two it's a cinematic masterpiece well exactly yeah you you know what i mean so it's like watching jingle all the way that's an academy award for sinbad right there yeah cinematic triumph big time yeah So, in any case, I think is this a good time to take a break, or do we? we uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that okay, good. let's, let's take so. a little break. We'll come back, and and I like to get into that. What's more important, the, the love for the films and and their longevity, or or just literally, this clinically the the best film, the film itself. Yeah.
So I guess I'm arguing for a new hope. I mean, it's pretty pointless either way. I mean, defending either of those other two pieces of shit compared to Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I James is such a big fan of this series, I really expected him to be all over you guys and just tear you apart. Yeah, but I mean, I think all's well that ends well. Return of the Jedi is the best movie. No problem. All right. Okay, however you guys are taking part in this episode, please don't forget to leave us comments, share, reach out to us so we can keep this conversation going. All right, so we're back, and this whole time East has been sitting on the fucking stairs listening to us. He broke into our house, so he's joining us on the panel. Hey, East. I also made a coffee. You also made a coffee. I help myself first. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, so, yeah, let's get back into it. Where do we, where do we want to go here? Where do we want to go? We have to fucking share a microphone. This is going to be ridiculous. Keep um, me quiet anyway. We've had kind of like a, an open floor for a while here. I mean, do you guys want to, like... Want to just really go in-depth with each film? Uh, well, actually, you know what? There's one more open floor thing. We discussed it outside. We probably should get into it. Yeah. It probably should be brought up, and I, I as much to my dismay, <laughs> but there were Ewoks in the, the third movie, okay? Let's let's air out the, oh, the, the teddy, dirty oh, laundry here. The teddy bear cannibal picnic? Yeah. yeah. And there was also I, two sequels of teddy bears. My, like, you know, I... And a TV I, series. I understand <laughs> that it's a... And a comic book. I understand that it's a pretty strong argument against uh against Jedi. Um it's 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 for the kids, you know, and that's never really a, a valid reason to do anything. And selling toys. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't really call it the strongest argument. If you really want to go against Jedi, you could pretty much say the whole dance party at the end. Yeah. They Bollywood the shit out of that film. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know how the, the movie was originally supposed to end with Luke burning Vader and then just leaving. Which like, would have been fantastic. He was just fantastic. depressed as hell about it. And, and yeah, I mean, they, they, they made mistakes for sure. And, and my, but my defense of the Ewoks, which granted, I will agree, is the absolute it, – it's – so dumb it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it could be anything it could have been anything and and the fact that it was ewoks who really cares i mean it could yeah it it was supposed to be wookies originally i think but tall people do cost a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) peter mayhew makes a lot of bank just being chewy hey man it's hard being shack But, uh, yeah, they had to pay. All they had to pay him is in gummy bears and lollipops. Man, they half of those guys were kids. Oh. <laughs> they, they paid him so much money, they didn't even give him a medal. <laughs> they said your medal was in your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but they they uh, they could have. Yeah, I mean, my defense of it is just that they could have done anything there. It doesn't really. It wouldn't really have changed it too much. I mean, if you wanted to make it more serious, like it could have been like a you know an exiled Jedi, or it could have been like. A, you know, uh, uh, a group of, of forest living people or, or like even even something natural, like just they find like, you know, some some like a volcano or some stupid shit or they cut down a tree and it falls on the, the shield generator whatever. It doesn't have to be. It could it could have just been anything. And, and the fact that they chose to do something for the kids. Well, there's one point that I will agree to you. It's like guerrilla warfare. 
It yeah. became guerrilla warfare. The whole heart of a whole rebellion is guerrilla warfare. Yeah. yeah. And that's all it was. It's like, use what you have. Yeah. And take down the powers that be. And Ex- that's what they did. Like, exactly. They beat the shit out of them with, uh, what, rocks and twigs? Yeah. And two giant logs that crushed the, an ATST. Incredible. And who hasn't shed a tear or two at that one scene where, where the little oh, Ewok yeah. goes up to his, his mother or his friend or whatever and, like, shakes it and is like, wake yeah. up, wake up. No. Nope. Yeah. Realization of death, yeah. That's harsh. But, like, another thing as well is that if it – the movie, like we were talking, the ending was supposed to be really, really, really dark. And you can't really end – a trilogy on like such a dark note like that, especially when your first movie is called A New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if they were going to have it where it's like all these Wookiees are killing everybody, that's going to be a gory battle because you know they're just going to be ripping arms and legs off of people, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, <laughs> But even still, Luke you know? wasn't even the New Hope. Like Luke technically didn't kill the Emperor. Vader yeah. did. Yeah. So yeah. really – yeah. The whole prequel trilogies, the whole chosen one thing, he lives up to the reputation. He really is the chosen one. He pretty much kiboshed the whole dark side, and in the end, he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it lives and dies with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, now, what we thought, now we got the new movie yeah. coming but, out. But I mean, like, but to end that movie with a son burning his father, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, and then just being like, well, I'm going to go up to space. Yeah, you got to add, like, you know, how are we going to desensitize this a little bit to give it a bit of a happier ending? We so put Billy some, D. Williams in it dancing Billy D. around. Billy D. Williams <laughs> dancing around with some teddy bears. Han's not going to die. He's the only one <laughs> dancing, too. That's the best part. They're all taking, like, this, this cast photo, and he's just standing there doing, like, the disco clap. He's got the shoes on. He's got the Jerry curl. He's got that wicked stash. Brother's got some and dance beats. He's, right. he's waiting to clap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck me one of them bears. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh man, that's true, man. They could have done that in Star Wars. Look at Kirk; he was sleeping with all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you wanted to fuck the bear. I think you was just eyeing Lay at the time. It's like if you ain't hitting that hunt, I sure as shit am. It'd be great if in the new one, if uh, Lando's kind of like you know Clint Eastwood in uh, oh man, what was that movie? Uh, he's got the monkey. Clint Eastwood with the monkey. We are, we've seen this movie. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. Clint Eastwood and the monkey. Yeah. You got, Come on. And you're thinking about I'm it. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Oh, Any Every Which Way But Loose. There you go. Yeah, yeah Lando could have been like a guy with Every Which Way But Loose. Instead of a monkey, he's got an Ewok. He goes to the crowd and hangs out with this Ewok all day solving mysteries. And... <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what Han and Chewie are, though. It's like we're just going to fly around, blow shit up, maybe steal something. Yeah, but his teddy bear rips arms off of people, and you don't want to get him mad when you. We haven't the game. seen him rip arms off anybody. Do you think Han even knows? Like, imagine Chewie yeah, is just saying that. things that he's just he's not understanding. Like, like Boba Fett, Boba Fett. No, I'm not saying Boba Fett. Like, I've been that's not what I've been saying for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've never been saying what you think. Yeah, right? I'm he's saying, like, he's like Boomhauer from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any, like Chewie's probably like the most profound character. It's like he's probably like this like <laughs> philosopher in yeah. speaking. It's like, well, if we do this, we can beat the Empire in five, six different ways. Good. Boy. Yeah. That makes sense. Your pet, fur is so soft. They, he even see him. He gets Chewie gets petted a hundred times. Like they're rubbing his ears, like treating him like a pet. He's like <laughs> yeah. stupid humans. And he's been philosophizing with like Yoda. You know, because <laughs> at the end of three, when Yoda's there, and he's like, "Bye, Chewbacca. I'll see you later, bud." Yeah. Even though they never see each other again, but 
I don't. We don't talk about that. That's just, <laughs> that's just wrong. But I, I mean, we should probably we should probably go back to just like a um, a closing defensive of each film. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we've probably have we articulated. Does anybody does anybody have any anything that they want to say open floor before we well, let's talk about the film score itself? Like in each mm-hmm. film, like it progressively goes up but for for me empire had like the most hard in its score especially like towards the end like come on you did like as a grown man even watching empire now i still shed a tear at like seeing them look out the window watch the falcon fly off and it's like the john williams takes it away um the only film in the series uh to win uh for best music is a new hope so me and james win even though he's barely said anything <laughs> <laughs> I I think again the like I I actually uh uh I I was enough of a a a geek growing up that I had the um when the when the new trilogy came out I had like the whole um the CD collection of like yeah. a, every um and I still think Into the Trap um at, at, you know as a sequence had everything going for it including music it, it was the I think it was the um it's it's and it and it um I mean I guess they all kind of go along with the action that even the asteroid like musically the asteroid scene too like the way he does it it's just like it's like almost like a car chase but it's just space chasing yeah like I imagine just listening to that at night or driving on the highway and having yeah. that playing in the background, you're going to be dipping and weaving out of traffic. It's like, okay, there's an asteroid. There's an asteroid. That's a cop. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, but yeah, but like the score, my favorite is in A New Hope when Luke, uh, when he first leaves his house and he realizes that there's more out there and he's looking into like the two sun sunset, mm-hmm. you know, and like that music's playing. Like when I was a kid, uh, I'd go up to my cottage um, and... Like, we'd go up on a Friday, and when, like, the sun was setting, it would always stand at the end of my dock, and in my head, I'd always have that music playing. You know what I mean? Got the one, got the one, like, Yo, yeah, man. I feel you there. You can tell why that scene alone is, like, Oscar-worthy of. Yeah. absolutely. Well, John Williams in general. And was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. The first one? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And they brought him back to do all the new ones. Which is going to be his last movies, yeah. John Williams, apparently. Yeah. After uh, the new score that he's doing for this new trilogy, and that's it. Yeah. He might even be dead when the new one comes out and he scored it. Let's not say that. Yeah. Come on, man. He's, he's, he's 87 years old. I know, but who else are we going to – who's going to be next? Danny Elfman? Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah. And yes, I'm, I'm quoting Family Guy here. It's like, oh, great. John Williams is dead. Now we got Danny Elfman. <laughs> It's true. The guy, in a lot of ways, shaped our childhood. Uh-huh. And not just Musical. the Star Wars films in general. Jurassic Park. Hook. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. Hook yeah. was a huge one. Mm. Hook? Yeah, that's a... Still can't draw tears uh, listening to that, store, that score. Yeah, man. To die would be an awfully big adventure. To live would be a greater one. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I did muff that line up a bit. That's <laughs> yeah, should we... Yeah, let's do closing Should we arguments. digress? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, a reverse order, I guess. Yeah, right. that makes sense. We started in uh, in forward order. We'll do reverse chronology. I mean, I think I, I've hit on everything that I wanted to say. Um, I I I think um, if if character development is your argument, uh, the the completion of, of Vader's character arc and Luke's really becoming more than just a whiny sissy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it you know uh, 
Leia um, really becoming, um, uh, or I, I guess you know, finishing off as a as a kind of a really strong character. Like she chokes Jabba to death. Yeah, was she? She just with a chain, and she's, she's so, just in a, like a bikini too. Like I would give you credit. That looks that was cool as hell. So char- character development, I think all of your all of your major characters really are at their best during the scene. It's got the best action sequence in in into the trap with with so much going on at once. You've got the space battle, you've got the battle on the ground, and you've got and you've got Luke uh, fighting um, uh, the Emperor and, and Vader uh, up on the the uh, Death Star. You've got um, uh, strong st- strong in and strong out. Um, the with the Jabs Palace scene uh, where. You really get to see everybody actually have a role in things, whereas before it was more like one person kind of, you know, kind of takes them home. Uh, this one is more like, you know, if if they didn't have any one part of of that uh, escape, it wouldn't have worked. I mean, granted, Luke kind of he he brings it together, but I mean, like even you know, Han Solo takes out takes out Boba Fett. Um, uh, the droids uh, act- actually contribute instead of getting blown up and just opening doors. Um, the, the the like everybody has a part in that, um, uh, which I think might have you know might have been a little bit weaker in the earlier films. Where again, one person tends to take it home in in uh, in the previous uh, the previous films, and I think um, seeing Vader as a more rich character than just a, a looming you know. Um, uh, kind of a, a dark force, and for those people who say uh, Vader um, just just makes this complete one eighty and is just a completely different character, uh, he th- he thought he could do it. He thought he could do it on his own. He thought he could change his son's mind. He thought he could just fight him and be like, "Look, look how powerful the dark side is. You want to be with me, right?" And and for that to have failed, all he wanted through he through the through the the three films was was to just be with his son. Yeah. And so for for that original that like that he doesn't do a complete 180 just the original strategy that he thought would work didn't and he realizes that in in the third film. So I think all of these things together and the score and the the visual effects which obviously they had more of an ability to do at this point um yes. uh it's it's just the best movie period in my mind there's there's not even an argument for for me. So Nick well, in my mind, I'm still, I'm still with the Empire on this one. The character development in Empire, especially the introduction to some new characters who have now become, who have now with us for how many generations? Like Yoda, we got Lando, uh, even the Emperor himself. Like getting that first glimpse of him, yeah. even if it was just for like a quick second, you get a quick glimpse of them. But also, the vulnerability of the characters in Empire was something really you want to see. Like they lose a lot of hope in Empire. It's like we're being tortured, we're being we're being pushed across. Like these guys are just like, what the hell do we do next? The whole fight between Luke and Vader on Bespin was another huge thing. It's like you see Luke's progression, but he's still handicapped in a way. He still has that stubbornness, that hard headedness. He goes from whiny to stubborn. It's almost like that it's a, like I said, it's a coming of age story. Yeah. And it's like he thinks he can take the world on, he thinks he can beat the ultimate evil, and he gets his ass handed to him. In a sense, the whole scope of the film for me is the story, how it's you don't really see the good guys win. And that's like the major argument. But it's also the introduction of new characters, like seeing Lando and having him watch him have he's got this plan. He's going to keep it. And the Empire completely screws him 
And like Vader just like, he gives him like the worst screw job on the planet. It's like you don't get the city, and you, okay, you get to keep the city, and you get to keep Leia. Okay, we're taking Leia. You get to keep the city. You don't get anything. You're complete. We just completely shafted you of everything. Bye bye. But for me, it's just the whole scope and range of it from start to finish. You're on the edge of your seat. You start with a battle. You end with a loss. And at the end of it, you have Luke hanging there, calling out to his master, like, help me. Like, he's completely vulnerable. He's completely defeated, calling out in pain. He ben, lost his hand, by the way. Oh, absolutely. He did lose his hand. <laughs> that poor bastard. Can never jerk off the same wave again. But, I mean... He's calling out in pain to his master and not hearing any replies because he was warned, do not go and fight, you will lose. And then finally reaches out and gets Leia and then gets brought in. And then at the end of it, they're all sitting there at this uncertain, the most uncertain point in their time. It's just like, where do we go from here? We lost one of our own. We have the fleet. We're on the run. We don't have a base anymore. What do we do now? And that's like, to me, that's like one of the best things I could ever see. It's like that uncertain future. Like you don't know if there's going to be another one. You don't know if there's anything. Like, they could just end it there. But it's that uncertainty of what's next, which is really something I enjoyed in the story. Want to hop in on this? Uh, you start us off there, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> so we're we're gonna go at this tandem. I so I, yeah, I'll just jump in. Okay. So. Uh, this is a hard one for me because I, I didn't want to take a position on this. To be completely honest, I wanted to stay out of this fight um, because I love these films so much. Um, I know you just rewatched them all recently, right? Yeah. Within the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, which makes time number 490. Just the original trilogy, not yeah. the prequels. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of uh, – I, I want to look at it from, from the significance that, that Star Wars has or had – on the landscape of film, it changed. It changed everything, uh, you know, from the, from the moment it came out uh, to today. It, it a lot of those things have become transcendental in our lives. You know, the, the it, it, there's so so much classic storytelling, and and some of those things, yes, are borrowed. But the the reality of things is, uh, you know, it, it brought a lot of a lot of great greatness into into our, our world as it exists now. You know, uh, it's the jump off point for a franchise that's now lasted uh, the better part of a century. You know, um, it, it's music that's shaped four generations of people. Um, it's film has shaped four generations of people. And, you know, in, in terms of just pure numbers, uh, in North America, this is the, the, the sixth, ingested for inflation, the sixth highest grossing film ever. At the box office, uh, worldwide number forty-six. Only thing even close is number forty for Jedi in uh, in North America, and number one hundred and seven for Empire worldwide. Um, just an, uh, there's so many things to love about the first film. I, I feel like the character arc of Luke is, you know, it, for for a child, and obviously. Luke is very much new, holding onto the toy rights. What he was getting into, I think it's a it, it's a story that a child can latch onto. Seeing the growth of someone that you can relate to on that level is, um, it's 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 shaping. Seeing and seeing someone like Obi Wan, you know, the, there's so many classic moments. Like we talked about the barge and the the buying the uh, the droids and the relationship between three PO. That opening sequence is is phenomenal. Um, blowing up 
uh, Alderaan is is fantastic. You know, and and it's like Leia and, loved that part. Yeah, Leia loved it. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's it's taking off the gloves from from the the beginning of the film. It it shows the the both the fearless nature and kind of the the clueless of of the filmmakers going into it just this pure passion project and you see it and you feel it when you're watching that film much more so than than i think and 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 not to take away from jedi because i love jedi but you you see the love in the film and the the want to to make it something great much more so in in star wars than you see in jedi uh or a new hope versus jedi whatever you want to call it um but i I just kind of want to round out with with the thought of the the Death Star scenes at the end. Now I know there's errors in them. I know, like you already touched on, there's guys in stormtrooper outfits just banging around, have no clue where the hell they're going. You know, it goes back to the whole mentality of you know putting stuff together with duct tape and and making it look amazing. I think that you can't take that away when you look at that film. It, it's still it's still breathtaking and. You know that the whole end sequence, just the the emotional roller coaster that that creates. Um, you see a, a friendship, a reluctant uh, friendship, but a friendship nonetheless formed between Luke and Han. Um, you you get to you get the beginning of this love triangle, which frankly we, is something that we've all been a part of in our lives. You know, we've all you know wanted someone we can't have, or vice versa, right? We've always uh, there's there's so many elements on that front. The paternal figure of obi-wan or the surrogate paternal figure um uh facing his end and the emotional response that you get as an audience from that and him coming to terms with that you know you you see all of that um and you get that great moment at the end with the medals you know i i I know that in retrospect maybe as adults and cynical adults we we feel very um apprehensive about enjoying that scene but frankly it's it, it's gratifying in in so many ways because you you look at it and you 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 see these essentially three misfits in Luke, Chewie, and Han that have reluctantly taken on this quest and and subsequently um, fulfilled something greater than themselves and uh, you know and that in itself is is a great lesson for humanity you know that that one person or in this case three people can make a significant difference. Uh, you know, and and coming in not even wanting to argue a new hope, um, I'm leaving here today literally of the mindset now that it is the best from the discussion, just because of the fact that you know, yes, there's not the ensemble cast, there's not the character development across the board the same way as there is as there is an empire. Yes, there's not the same size set pieces as there may be in the third one. And there's, you know, the action sequences are, are nowhere near as elaborate, perhaps. But what there is, is is this strong emotional connection between you and the film and the characters and between you and the filmmakers. Because it's it, you're all on this ride together. If you buy in from the first second, that suspended disbelief stays with you in a way that, that I've experienced very few times in my life. And, and, and that's, you know, it's beautiful. Not really to, is. Not to mention, New Hope also had the highest kill count out of all of them. <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> with the planet being destroyed and the Death Star blowing up. Mm. Fuck you! Uh, you can't. Oh, uh, you can that. count those, dude. A planet blew up. That's a whole fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and the and the Death Star. So imagine like that counts as one. Okay, and then the that De- counts as one. And then the Death Star blew up. That's a huge ass base. Fine, don't call it a planet, but that's a huge ass base, and it was complete. When it blew, would be that pissed that the that the Death Star blew up. It's like we'll just build another one. We got the money, but the guys who built that fucking thing are like. You kidding me? You know how long that fucking took us to build? Yeah, and this is, but this is another thing that was like when they even tried to rebuild it in Empire, the the Empire himself had to be like, how am I going to dupe the rebels? I have to give them the plans myself to send in a mission. Only so then can I possibly take them down. You know what I mean? Even then, it wasn't even fully built yet. That was a fully operational death machine, and they blew it up. There were sections in return that weren't even completed yet when they blew that fucker up. That's a lot of. That's a huge death count, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're going like, to get right in that thing, Pretty too. much one in three have higher death counts than two. And two is still considered, like, the darker movie. Yeah. Yeah, we did see a teddy bear die, though, in Return of the Jedi. Okay, so everyone's had a final thought. Hamas, what do you, uh, what do you have for me, James? I just, I just like them all. They're all good. That'll do it. Well, you know what? Okay, so, so you, haven't, you haven't said a whole hell of a lot for this whole thing. But, but who do you think convinced you? The most out of the three of us, because you haven't really stated a specific. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say Brandon. Oh fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> well, that's bullshit. Yeah. You asshole. But yeah, honestly, I like the first one the most. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about the first one, you fucking tool? <laughs> like I said before, it just establishes the whole franchise, and uh, and yeah, I don't know everything you said, basically. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a good damn movie, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, any, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Watch the holiday special. It's amazing. Watch the Muppet <laughs> special. It's even better. Luke Skywalker meets Mark Hamill in an all-out war. It's interesting. Mark Hamill wears a tux. That's right. I forgot huh. all about that. Yeah. Uh, well, the the new um, uh, the new uh, trilogy is starting soon, and and I can only hope uh, it's it's as as good as it promises to be. But do not do not watch these movies without watching the the four, five, and six. Don't go see. If you're gonna watch the originals, please dig out your old VHS player. Go to Value Village because I guarantee they got a shit ton of them in stock and get the original trilogy on VHS and watch. Yeah. It's, it's grainy as fuck. The sound's kind of shitty, but you will not be disappointed. And that version of Return of the Jedi is the only one you should watch because that Jabba's uh, music sequence is Oh, shit. I forgot about that one. It's pretty good. It, that it's not canon. That and not. that Han actually shoots first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Hayden's not at the end of the original. Yeah, which that's is, yeah. which is just wonderful. That's just so weird. I don't understand why why they would even think ever that that would be a good idea because Luke would not recognize his father in that yeah. form. I know, at, right? At all like it's well to be to you know to play devil's advocate. Luke isn't really he only really saw his dad's face once. Yeah, but he's still going to recognize that better than you know like a twenty yeah, two year like, old. Yeah, it's true. Like, what was he trying to say with that? Like, that was the that was the Anakin that died. That's the one that everyone will remember and love. No, I would. I hate Hayden. He's a bad actor, and he's a whiny little biatch. You know, I don't know. Gonna... I thought he was good in Shattered Glass. Oh fuck! Do you like him in Higher Ground too? Like, what's up? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I can I do this end read and we can get out of here? All right. Uh, remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you, so please go to our website. Um, yell at us, tell us what you think, um, send us a message on Twitter, I'm at NotBrandonFleet, 
Uh, Devin? Matt, your homeboy, uh, at YR underscore homeboy. Sings as East hopped on this. Uh, where are oh, you? Uh, I'm uh, at Ant East. Just Google that. No, you don't have a Twitter, Nick, but you no, have an Instagram, I right? I do have an Instagram. It's nromita1124 at Instagram. Any underscores, dashes, dots, anything? Nothing in between. So nromita, R-O-M-I-T-A, 1124. Cool. You'll see an Obi-Wan Kenobi picture on there. It's very tantalizing. Excellent. And uh, good sir, Sir at, James. At James McBride, Twitter. Fantastic. Now, hopefully, I really do want to get you back because you're one of the funniest people that I know. We've been friends for a decade. We play in a band oh, together. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and uh, it, it's been a pleasure just having you here. It's been a pleasure to, being and, here, buddy. And looking at you. I've missed you. <laughs> um, but in any case... <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, please visit us on YouTube and, and check out uh, all the stuff that we have going on there. Um, for this episode, by the way, for Twitter, uh, we're using, obviously, you can always hashtag uh, MRML, Mermel, or we're using the hashtag Mermel Wars, uh, MRML Wars. Uh, Catchy, ain't it? Yeah, With a Z or an S? Fuck you. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Wars spelled correctly. Okay. In any case, uh, so so get in touch with us. We really want to know what you think because you know uh, we we barely scratched the surface. I don't think you can really do justice to the series. We need a day and a half to to get into anything. Day and a half. This is going to be like a week long discussion. Yeah. So feel free. Please reach out to all of us. Get in touch with us. Tell us what you think of the new movie too. We are going to come back here. Uh, in December, actually, I think we're going to do uh, a kind of a live chat with uh, like over Skype or something like that um, or Google Hangouts or whatever we're going to do and uh, hopefully have, have a chat element so you guys can, can give a shit on our opinions as well. I'll tell and, you how I cried in the theater after watching it. It's probably, probably going to happen. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So and all of us are going to be back. I'm going to get East in here, too. And, um, you know, to, to do a little bit on Force Awakens and talk about what, what we thought of that film. Um Please, if we got anything wrong, tell us. If we're stupid, tell us. We want to talk to you. We want to, you know, we want to talk about these films because they've been a part of our lives for the past 29, 30 plus years, right? I'm sorry that I pointed at you when I said 30 plus. You're like, you're like. It's okay. I've come to terms with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I think that pretty much wraps it up. So thanks for hanging out with us. Every bullet she shoots hits and kills something. Yeah, she has true. 100% accuracy. You sure. watch every bullet she fires. That's what's like insane about like women who are badass in film. Sarah Connor's badass, sure. You yeah, know what I mean? Ripley's, Rip, Ripley, Ripley is badass, sure. <laughs> but Leia's got 100% accuracy. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you can't fuck with that. <laughs>